Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We have houses of prayer, churches, and prayer hubs all over the world. But you've dived in this morning with me to Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. We do have a church here in Fort Lauderdale. We've got one in Colinga, California, one in Retford, amen, and one in Birmingham, Alabama. That's Retford, England one in Birmingham, Alabama. But come visit us in South Florida if you're here. I want to meet you in person. I want to hug your neck, shake your hand, sign your book. 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. if you live in South Florida. There's really no excuse. 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. We have two encounters, two messages, two prophetic worship experiences. Come on over and sit with us on Sundays. If you're not in the region, I can be your online pastor, ahop.online. Join the web church. That's where you get that pastoral community, your personal prayer line, and your access to all my teaching archives over there, and so much more, ahop.online. You don't want to do all that. Just watch our Sunday services. It's good stuff, guys. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Check it out, Awakening House of Prayer. Today's broadcast is sponsored by schoolofthespirit.tv, and We've got a brand new course coming out called Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit. You can find out more about that at schoolofthespirit.tv. Use the code MORNINGS. That's your special code. It's just for you. It's not for nobody else. It's just for you. From my morning family. MORNINGS is the code. Schoolofthespirit.tv is the website. Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit is the new class. And today we are reading from evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. We've been reading from that for several days because I just feel the wind of God on these passages. And today's devotion, listen, is titled, listen close, keep the vision before you. Keep the vision before you. Hmm. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Listen, here's what I've learned about sticky. Let, let, let me just say this before I read the broadcast, before I read the, pod, the podcast, before I read the devotional. Vision is not sticky. You got to keep casting it. Many people 
lose vision for their life. They lose vision for their family. They lose vision for their career. God has given you visions for different parts of your life. And if you don't keep the vision before you, it will quickly veer off. That's why I'm, many times those who work with me, I'm refocusing their vision on what really matters and what we've all agreed to press toward. Because if we're not in unity toward a vision, whether that's your family, your coworkers, or even in unity with God between you and him, you won't see the vision come to pass. All right. So with that, let me read this prophetic word from the Lord. I heard the Lord say, that voice you hear telling you that you can't do what I've told you to do is not me. Why would I call you into this new thing and fail to supply the grace, resources, and connections you need to complete your assignment? Shut out the enemy's voice and meditate on what I've told you to do, says the Lord. As you do, you will receive more revelation on how to move forward, as well as the courage to do it. This is so good. Keep the vision before you, no matter what you encounter, and you will overcome all. I just discern right now by the Spirit of God, there's so many of you. The enemy has tried to steal your vision. He's tried to blind you from seeing the fullness of your vision. I want to pray through this with you today. Let's read the scripture references, though. Philippians 4, 19, Psalm 29, 4, 1 Samuel 30, uh, verse 8. Now the prayer starter from the devotional. You are faithful to supply everything I need to do what you've called me to do. Every thought contrary to that truth must be obliterated in my mind. Help me to meditate on your promises and get your truth in my spirit so it can renew my mind. Father, we thank you today because you are a good, good father. You're a God of vision. You're a God who pours out visions. You're a God who renews visions, who redeems visions, who saves our vision when we've lost it. You know where to find it. You show us where it is. You help us regain it. You help us focus upon it. You are a God of vision. And we are ever, forever, and ever, and ever grateful that you are a God who sees. Like Hagar out in the wilderness who called Jehovah the God who sees. You see the vision for our life when we were yet in our mother's womb. (laughs) You called us. You shaped us. You formed us. You predestined us to do good works. We are part of your vision. (laughs) God, we're not just part of your family. We're so grateful to be part of your family. We're part of your vision. We are a part of your vision to see the world evangelized. We are part of your vision to see the church rise up in glory without spot or wrinkle. We are part of your vision to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to move in the gifts of the spirit so that Jesus is glorified, proven to be alive even now. He was crucified, but he rose again on the third day. He is alive. Help us, Lord, to catch that vision that Jesus is not just some faraway God sitting at your right hand, but Jesus is alive in us. That is the first vision that we need to grasp. That is the first vision that we need to hold on to, that we need to understand, that we need to catch. Catch a vision. Catch a vision. Catch a vision. And the Lord would say to you today, I need you to catch this vision because I'm pouring it out upon you. I am opening your eyes to see it. But unless you choose to 
to look. You'll miss it, says the Lord, for I am indeed pouring out new vision and renewing old vision, restoring blinded vision. I am doing a work in my bride, says the Lord, so that she can see me in all my glory, so that she can see me in all of my beauty, so that she can see me in all of my power and all of my might, says the Lord. For when you see me for who I am, when you catch a vision of me, says the Lord, when you long to gaze upon my beauty and my resources and my ways and my will, when you set your mind on me, you'll catch a vision of me that will launch you forth into the deep. You'll catch a vision of me, says the Lord, that will help you overcome every enemy because you won't see your enemy as a giant anymore. You'll see your enemy as the grasshopper. You won't see yourself as the grasshopper. You'll see yourself as the giant, says the Lord. For did not I tell you greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world? Have I not told you that I would back you up in the battle? Have I not said that I am your rear guard, says the Lord? So stop allowing the enemy to steal your vision and stop allowing other people to steal your vision, says the Lord. For many will come to try to derail what I've called you to do. And they will try to divert you on a different path, says God. But I am a God of vision and I am the God who sees. And I'm opening your eyes even now. And will you look? Will you look? Will you look at what I'm showing you, says the Lord? For I've not called you to build your kingdom, says God, but I've called you to build my kingdom. I've not called you to build another man's kingdom. I've called you to build my kingdom. So catch a vision today of what I've really called you to put your hand to in this season. For when you put your hand at the plow that I've set before you, you will not grow weary in well-doing, but there will be grace enough to continue the push. There will be grace enough to continue the fight. It all depends on your vision, says the Lord. What are you looking at? Who are you looking at? How are you seeing me? How are you seeing yourself? For I have created you in my image, says the Lord. And I have created you for vision. And I have created you for victory, says the Lord. Father, thank you. 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 We're going to catch the vision. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to see what we could not see before because we had some, some, some dirt on our lens. We've got to cleanse the lens. We want to see what you're showing us, God. We're going to look. We're going to stop and look. We're going to stop and look. We're going to stop and look at what you want us to look at. We're going to stop and look at that burning bush. We're going to stop and look at Jesus. Help us, Lord, to look at what you've set before us. So many times, God, we're looking at what the enemy has set before us. We're looking at what he has set before us. We're looking at the problems. We're looking at the drama. Oh, Jesus, some of us are looking at our own insecurities. Some of us are looking at our own hurts. Some of us are looking at the gaping wounds that the enemy caught wounds that the enemy caused in the past season. Help us, Lord, to look to the healer instead of looking at the wounds. I said, help us, Lord, to look at the healer instead of looking at the wounds. Help us, Lord, to look at the one who heals the wounds instead of meditating on the wounds. Help us, Lord, to, to look at you. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes, God. You said you'd do it. We're asking you to do what you said you'd do. We want to see clear with clarity. Clarity is power. Clarity is power. Clarity is power. We need clarity, God. Clarity is power. Clarity 
clarity is power. Clarity is power. We need clarity, God. We need to see things like you see them. And we know that your ways are higher than our ways. And we know that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we know that your vision is higher than our vision. But you prophesied through Isaiah that when we wait upon the Lord, ah, when we wait upon the Lord, when we wait upon the Lord, we will have our strength renewed. We will mount up with wings as eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. God, we don't want to faint in the day of adversity. Your word tells us that if we faint in the day of adversity, that our strength is small. But we know our strength is not small. So we're not going to look at ourselves as small. We're going to look at the greater one who resides on the inside of us, who dwells on the inside of us. We're going to look at the greater one and we're going to become greater. We're going to become bigger. We're going to become better, not better than you, God, but better than where we are now. We're not competing with other people. We're competing with ourselves to grow. We're competing with ourselves to get better every day. We're competing with ourselves to be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. Help us catch the vision, God. Help us catch the vision, God. Help us catch the vision, God. Help us to carve out time to catch the vision. Some of you, your anger is clouding your vision. Ah, some of you, your insecurities are clouding your vision. Some of you, I hate to say it, but your selfish ambition to be in ministry is clouding your vision. You can't see what you're doing wrong because you don't see it as wrong. You just see what you want instead of what God wants. Some of you, you're just so angry. You can't see that you're angry. All you see is that everybody around you is making you mad. Well, maybe you're the common denominator. Come on, I'm trying to help you. You don't see that you're wounded, some of you. You don't see it. You're not seeing it. Some of you are gaping at, gazing at your gaping wounds, but others of you don't see it. You don't know that you're hurt. You don't know that you're insecure. God, would you show us what we need to see so that we can be a better me? Would you show us what we can, what we need to see to be a better me, to be a better us, to be a better person? Lord, we don't want to walk, we don't want to rock around in denial. Come on. Oh, Jesus. We don't want to rock around in denial. I break, come on. I break denial off of our minds right now in Jesus name. God, if we are walking around in denial, if we are walking around in denial, denying that we're angry, denying that we're depressed, denying that we're lazy, denying that we're procrastinating, denying that we have wrong motives, that we're trying to build our own kingdom instead of God's kingdom, denying that we are Jezebelic, denying, okay, whatever it is, whatever it is, we don't want to look at about ourselves, God. Would you help us to stop denying the reality that keeps us in bondage? Oh, Jesus. These are grow up prayers today that everybody can handle this. If you'll really pray these prayers, God will answer them. And he's gracious and he loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not trying to rebuke you. He's trying to deliver you. These are the kind of prayers I pray for myself. How do you think it's so easy for me to pray them on, on, on live broadcast? Because this is how I pray for me. Father, give me wisdom. I'm going to pray for us right now how I pray for me. Lord, give me wisdom. Help me not to hurt anybody. Lord, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to try to pull the speck out of somebody's eye and, and, and beat them down with a telephone pole in my own eye. God, help me to get myself straight before I try to straighten other people out. Help me to let go of whatever uh, uh, is in me that you don't want there anymore. Pull it out of me, God. Bring me out of denial. Bring me out of deception. 
bring me out of, come on, Father, in the name of Jesus. That's how you got to pray for yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just break this denial. There's so many of you in denial. Don't get mad at me. You or your life's about to get so much better if you'll just, if you'll just track with the Holy Ghost, please. I break denial in Jesus name. Say that. I, maybe all of you don't have any denial, but it's a safe prayer to pray. Lord, if, if I'm in denial over anything, Lord, break that denial. Open my eyes to see what I don't want to look at. Lord, open my eyes to see what I've been trying to pretend isn't there. Lord, open my eyes because I want to renounce it. I want to repent of it. I want to let it go. I want to give it to you so you can burn it in double fire. I don't want to be walking around mad all the time, frustrated, angry, disappointed, discouraged, upset, anxious, wrong motives, wrong motives, wrong motives. So many people, wrong motives are not easy to identify. You have to ask yourself this question, why am I doing this? And really ask yourself, why am I doing this, comma, really? (laughs) Why am I doing this? Why am I bringing my coworker lunch? Okay. Why am I bringing my coworker lunch? Really? <laughs> because we tell ourselves why we do things, but many times there's a deeper reason. It doesn't mean that it's a bad reason. It could be a really good reason. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Really? So father, help me, Lord, help us, Lord, Lord. If we are in denial, if we have wrong motives, <laughs> Show us because all those works are going to get burned up when we walk into glory. We're not getting any credit for that. We're wasting our time not doing the thing we should be doing by doing the thing we shouldn't be doing. Help us, Lord. Come on, we all need to make changes. We all need to, be, we all need to make adjustments, yes? We all need to make changes, and we all need to make adjustments, yes? Is there anybody here that's perfect? I feel somebody's offended or somebody's upset right now. That's a sure sign that you need help. This prayer should not offend you, shouldn't upset you, shouldn't condemn you. It might convict you. You want to go places in God. You've got to be willing to let him confront you with things that you're doing or saying or thinking that aren't right. You have to be willing to allow his grace to come in and help you to reform the patterns that got you to the place that you're at right now that you don't want to be. If there's places in your life that you don't like, there's probably thinking in your life that needs to be renewed. Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. You are such a gracious God. You're so good. There's nobody like you. You're the only perfect one. We're not perfect. We're growing in grace. You're you're conforming us into the image of Christ. Lord, we're so grateful that he who began a good work in us will complete it. You'll complete that work, but we've got to cooperate. So help us to cooperate where we want to catch that vision, but we don't want to stumble over our unforgiveness trying to chase the vision you gave us. We don't want to set ourselves back five years because we're angry or because we're bitter or because we have the wrong motive. We don't want to set ourselves back and be sat on the sidelines and delay our destiny reaching less than the best that you have for us in any given day or any given month or any given year, because we refuse to look at the things you're trying to show us so that you can set us free from things that make us unhappy. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We want to catch the vision. We want to catch your vision. We want to catch your vision. We want to catch your vision. It's not our vision. It's your vision we want. 
It's not our vision. It's your vision we want. It's not our vision. It's your vision. Our vision is worthless if it's not your vision. We don't get to tell you our vision. You tell us your vision and we receive it today. We thank you, Lord. Submit our hearts to you. Submit our lives to you. We submit our soul to you. We submit everything we have and everything we are because you are worthy and you're a careful God and a caring God (laughs) and a courageous God. And we thank you, Lord, today for what you're doing in our lives, that you're about to deliver us from some things this morning. For those who are willing to lay their hearts bare before the Lord, you don't have to lay your hearts bare before me. It's not about me. If you'll lay your heart bare before the Lord, he'll deliver you today from some things, or at least you'll get a measure of deliverance. Deliverance is often like peeling an onion. There are many times layers, but sometimes getting that first layer torn off, man, everything else gets so much easier. And I'm going to read something to you here because many of you are going to say, well, I don't have any anger. Well, that's good. You don't know that God's not going to deliver you from something else while I'm praying can do whatever he wants. When there's a deliverance anointing, it can go and where it wants. You know, when you have a leak in one of your bathrooms, it can actually leak on the whole other side of the bathroom and down into the apartment on the floor below you on a different side of the house. Once water starts leaking, it goes wherever it wants. It's the same with the anointing. Once the anointing is released, it can do whatever it wants. There are particular types of anointing, but it all comes from the Holy Ghost. And once the anointing is released, once the power of God is released, it can do what it wants to. So if you don't need deliverance from anger, then you just go ahead and pray anyway for somebody that does and believe that God's going to touch you as you set your heart to pray for somebody else. Yes, the Bible says in Psalm 37, verse eight, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. James 1, 2 says, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. (laughs) Ephesians 4, 6 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, here's the thing. Anger itself is not a sinful emotion. But when your anger is out of control, when it's affecting relationships, when it's become a bad witness, that's and you can't stop. You can't shut it out. You can't stop it. That's when you know you need deliverance. I used to be a very, very angry person 30 years ago. Very angry person. And really, anger can't be managed. It needs to be cast out, managed to a certain degree. But ultimately, you can't manage a demon. You got to cast it out. Maybe saying, Well, I'm not angry. Well, anger is not just angry outburst. It could be cursing, threatening, giving ultimatums. That comes out of anger. Giving unwanted advice. Psychologists say that comes out of anger. You're mad at how somebody's running their life. You want to give them advice they didn't ask for it because it irritated you. You're mad about it. Blaming people can come out of anger. That can be rooted in anger. Being sarcastic, (laughs) anger's ugly cousin. Sarcasm, not always, not always, but it can be with people who are just extremely sarcastic all the time. There's some anger issues there. Criticizing, criticizing. Anger can't be managed. It has to be cast out. Somebody write that down and email it to me. Exaggerating can be rooted in anger. These are verbal behaviors that psychologists have 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 rooted out as as being uh, tied to anger. Refusing to discuss a topic. I don't want to talk about that with you. You're mad. You're angry. Sighing, moaning, grunting, groaning, shouting, snickering, whining, mumbling, all these things. Disinterest, that can be rooted in anger. Balling your fist, shaking your fist, pointing your fingers, folding your arms, placing your hands on your hips. Now you might just be putting your hands on your hips because you're uncomfortable. But what I'm saying is 
These things can be tied into anger. Won't make eye contact. Won't make eye contact. <laughs> you won't make eye contact. There's something wrong. Either you're insecure, you're angry, you're rejected. There's something wrong there. Raising your eyebrows can be a sign of anger. Not always, can be a sign of surprise, but you follow me. Rolling your eyes. Hmm. Frowning, grimacing, scowling, shaking your head, pacing, shrugging your shoulders, kicking, foot tapping. These can be tied to anger. Now, many manifestations of anger, you know exactly, you know you're angry. Some of you know you're angry. Some of you just know you're an angry person. Listen to me. Some of you have a really good reason to be angry, but you don't have a right to stay angry. Are you listening to me? Many of you have a very good reason to be angry. Some of you don't have a good reason to be angry. Some of you just too sensitive. You got, you got hurts and wounds and everything makes you angry. That shouldn't make you angry. But some of you, and God, and, you know, God sees that. He loves you. But some of you, you know you're angry. And you have a, a reason to be angry. I had a lot of reasons to be angry. When I was in my 20s, I had a lot of reasons to be angry. A lot of them. And I stayed angry for a long time. I, but I didn't have a right to stay angry. We don't have a right to stay angry. We have a right to forgive and responsibility to forgive and a commandment to forgive. And the anger doesn't go away until you forgive. That's the first step to deliverance. You need to forgive those who angered you. And really, it may even be an imaginary anger. But in your mind, if you're angry with somebody, you need to forgive them right now. The Bible says in James 1.19, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. If you're not slow to anger, anger itself is not bad. It tells you when you're being mistreated. It's what you do with it. Good sense makes one slow to anger. But when you've got a spirit of anger, you are not slow to anger. You give vent, full vent to your spirit. So I want you to forgive. I want you to forgive those who made you angry. It might not even have been their fault, but in your mind it is. I want you to forgive those who made you angry. Will you do that? Will you forgive? I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You've got to pray it. I can't pray, I can't pray this for you. You've got to pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive everyone who angered me in Jesus name Lord I release them and I let them go forgive me for holding on to anger when your word tells me to be slow to anger we're supposed to be quick to forgive so Lord forgive me for holding on to anger for letting it stew in my soul and create in me a bitterness and anxiety of fear, opening myself up to all of these other spirits because I refuse to forgive somebody for something that made me mad that won't matter 10 years from now. We release all of this anger to you, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you're not an angry God. Thank you, Lord, that you are not an angry God. You get angry, but you're not an angry God. There's a difference. You get angry, but you're not an angry God. There's a difference. Help us, Lord, to see anger, the spirit of anger for what it is. 
Help us, Lord, to see the spirit of anger for what it is. The spirit of anger comes to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. There's a holy anger. There's a righteous indignation. There's a reason sometimes to get mad, to get mad at the devil, to get mad at an injustice. Father, help us to see and discern the difference between a righteous indignation like when Jesus went into the temple and threw over the tables of the merchandisers. Help us to see the difference between that and some of the anger that manifests in our lives. If there is a difference, show us so that we can fully repent. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. Paul told the church at Corinth, godly sorrow leads men to repentance. So, Father, help us, Lord, to separate people from their actions. Come on. Help us, Lord, to separate people from their actions. To separate the who from the do. To realize that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And we don't want to be set up by the enemy ever again. To walk in anger when you've told us to walk in love. Forgive us, Lord, and cleanse us from this unrighteousness. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we renounce this anger. We renounce it completely. We break all agreement with the spirit of anger. We break all agreement with the spirit of anger. We break it in Jesus' name. We renounce it. We want no part of unholy anger. The anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. We, 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 we break the powers of of the spirit's hold over our lives. We say no more, no more will we have knee jerk reactions because of a spirit that pushes our buttons through a person or just from the atmosphere, from inside of us. Now I cast this spirit of anger out in Jesus name. You got to see this is self deliverance here. I've got a whole series of self deliverance videos on my YouTube channel. I command anger to loose me now in Jesus' name. That's what you need to say. I command anger to loose me now in Jesus' name. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I break the, all the powers of anger off my soul in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking you by the wind of your spirit, blow all residue of anger out of me, off of me in Jesus' name. And Lord, help me get to the root of this anger so that it cannot come right back because I have a wide open door that I didn't deal with in Jesus' name. I cast anger out in Jesus' name. We say no more. We reject anger. We say that we walk in love in Jesus' name. I decree we walk in peace in Jesus' name. I decree that we walk in hope in Jesus' name. I decree that we walk in faith. I decree that we walk in the, in the, in the fruit of the Spirit, and that we are patient and kind and loving. We break the powers of this anger, this stronghold in our mind. God, deliver us completely from this demon that has come to steal our peace, to kill our relationships, to destroy our families. We don't want to walk around opposing you. You give grace to the humble. You oppose the proud. So we humble ourselves before you. And Lord, we command all remnants of anger, every form of anger to loose us now in Jesus' name. All manifestations of anger. We command you to loose us now in Jesus' name. Unholy indignation, irrationability, fury, rage, go in Jesus' name. Petulance, go in Jesus' name. 
exasperation, go in Jesus' name. Spirit of mad, go in Jesus' name. Aggravation, go in Jesus' name. Infuriation, go in Jesus' name. You outrage, go in Jesus' name. That provoking spirit, go in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Lord, fill us again with your Holy Spirit. There'd be no more room. That there'd be no more room. That there'd be no more room for anger. Because we'll be so full of your Spirit. That when that anger tries to come back in. (laughs) There's no room. Help us, Lord, to be diligent, to renew our minds, to love, so that when the voice of anger tries to come back in and influence our souls, we will shut it so completely out (laughs) that it will eventually stop trying. And although there may be a temptation toward anger in the future, we won't fall for it again. We won't fall for the rage. We're not going to fall for it. We break the powers of it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We break the powers of it in Jesus' name. We break the powers of the spirit of anger in Jesus' name. And help us, Lord, if there's healing that we need. Listen, anger often is a front for hurt. Are you listening to me? Anger often covers for hurt. Many times hurt is underneath the anger. Not always. So it could be that once this anger is gone from your life, you'll begin to feel pain. I know you're probably like, why didn't you tell me that before? I'd rather have the anger. You need to deal with the pain because then you can't see your vision when you're walking in pain because pain clouds your vision. So we're coming full circle. Yes, we're coming full circle. Do you see it? God prophesied to us in the beginning of this broadcast. He prophesied to us that. (laughs) he was giving new visions, but you can't see it. Pain skews your vision. You might see part of it, but you'll never be able to walk in the fullness of it because the pain will hold you back. And we're not going to deal with that now, but I wanted to give you that heads up. I wanted to give you that heads up so that you would know if you start feeling pain at this point, then that's because anger was covering the pain. We're going to have a mass deliverance service in April over, um, it's like, why? Well, I don't know what better way to call them, but demons that cause different sexual addictions and things like that. In April, we're going to have a, and that might not be you, but you know how many people in the church are addicted to pornography and masturbation and all of these things. Did you know, did you know that? We're going to deal with it because most people, most churches don't want to deal with it. I know there are some that will. So we're going to be dealing with that in, in April. We're going to have a mass deliverance service in South Florida. When you're walking in pain, it skews your vision. That's right, Tracy. See, God is good. And so I seal this deliverance with the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that we will not walk in anger anymore, that we'll be quick to discern that voice and those emotions that start to rise up. And we will ask you for the grace to walk in love instead in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You want to sow a deliverance seed today? You can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. The text to give, 754-701-2161. 
text the word pray. Many of you need to share this with somebody who's going to randomly find it later and get set free. You don't know the kind of seed you're sowing in someone's life when you share a broadcast like this. Even if it's not moving your heart in that day, it could touch somebody else's. That's why I'm always asking you to share because we're trying to reach more people with life. There's too much death and negativity out there. People don't know how to fight for themselves. And I'm here fighting for you guys every morning. Amen. So that's one way that you could show. Hello, Brandon Wallace. You can sow via the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Make sure you get on my email list because that's where you're going to find a lot of stuff in case you forget about it. Amen. I'll see you hopefully later today. If not, I'll see you tomorrow. Life group, virtual life group members, I'll see you tonight at six. Sent you an email yesterday. God loves you. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.